All right, all right, all right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Great to see you guys. Great to have you in the house. Let's grab a seat. We're going to prepare for offering. Awesome. We're going to prepare for our giving right now. Ushers, you can come forward. And I have a few announcements for you as we're getting ready. We have, uh, we have a tremendous uh, training experience coming up on July 12th and 13th. It is called One Voice. Someone say One Voice. You know, there's only one voice that matters, and it's the voice of our good Father, who we just experienced and sang about. And so uh, we're just really encouraging people to come out and be a part of this. If you want to know the voice of God, which lets you discover your identity and ultimately walk out your purpose, this experience is going to be for you. We have special guests, uh, Brian Orm, Bill Vanderbush, and uh, myself doing the teaching, the training all weekend. It's going to be great. You can go to generation1.org for that. And uh, we're just excited about that today. Um, if you missed it, our prophetic company is doing open houses to get people involved in the prophetic teams. And so excited about that. If you missed it, we're going to have a few more coming up here in the next couple of months. And uh, just excited. So if you'd like to join, be a part of prophetic teams, you can do that. And you can get more information once again at our site, generation1.org for that as well. It is the third Saturday of the month. Someone say the third Saturday. Which means we always put a little bit of a special emphasis on equipping and training and hearing God's voice. And so we're excited to do that today. I've got a fantastic message on words of knowledge we're going to go after. And so just excited about that and uh, what the Lord's going to do here in the rest of our service time together. All right. Why don't I get you guys to stand up with me. We're going to make a declaration right now in our offering as we just sow into the goodness of God and... Uh, and so let's just declare, can we do checks and surprises, or checks and money, find that, that one, I want to do that one today. Come on, can we all just together declare this, as we receive today's offering, we are believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs. Hold on a second, who needs a better job right now? I mean, look around the room, who needs a better job? Hands up, hands up, who needs it? Come on, let's, let's declare this with some gusto. Let's declare for one another. As you receive today's offering, we are believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales, and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, debts paid off, Expenses decrease, blessing and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all my financial needs, that I may have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! Come on, give the Lord a praise. He's so good. He's so good. You can be seated. I love how our house is generous. If you're visiting with us today and you have another home church, man, throw your ties in the home bucket. And, uh, but if you're led to give an offering, we trust you to know the Holy Spirit's voice in that manner. Hey, you guys, it is Father's Day weekend. If there's any dads in the house, would you just stand real quick? Let's make some noise for the dads that are in the house. <laughs> Woo. You guys are awesome. Thank you to all the dads in the house. We bless you right now. In the name of the Lord, we're so honored that you're here, happy to have you here, 
And uh, Melissa, my bride, has got a little something for you here in a little bit. We'll probably do that at the end. And I just want to honor you dads for this weekend and just really appreciate. How many know that, um, you know, the heart of the father is a perfect picture of what fathering really looks like? You know, no matter what our experiences have been um, and our natural experience, God wants to be the best version of a father we've ever experienced in our lives. Amen? And, uh, and so I just encourage you, no matter uh, where you're at, if you're a dad, you're a mom, you're a child, you're a brother or sister, man, just let the good father come and invade your life. You'll never be the same again. Amen? Amen. Awesome. Well, we've been in a series called Speak Life. We launched it last week. And uh, how many know that life and death are in the power of the tongue? Amen. And so our words are powerful. And so we want to spend a few weeks spending time talking about what it means to, uh, we're starting with this idea of our words being supernatural. How many know that we can just talk or we can talk by faith? Can I get a big amen? And uh, so we started last week in this series on Speak Life and Words of Wisdom. And uh, the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 talks about the different uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so we tackled words of wisdom and understanding that words of wisdom we kind of uh, defined as supernatural how. How many of us need to know how to do a few more things? How many have challenges in our life where we're needing to know how to go about it so we can discover God's best plan for it? And and so, man, supernatural how, like when that word of wisdom comes, I didn't know and now I do. How many thankful for words of wisdom? Did anybody practice listening for words of wisdom this week? <laughs> There's a few of you throwing some weight on the bar. Hey, I just encourage you, you know, when we, when we push this out, you know, when you have a situation, the practical point of this is like, hey, I'm in a moment and I need to know how. I need to know how I get up today. Anyone have one of those days this week? Lord, how do I get up? Lord, how do I love my spouse today? <laughs> I am loving them from an obedient perspective today. <laughs> Come on. Lord, how do I reconnect with the heart of my child? Lord, how do I solve this problem at work? Lord, how? What does heaven on earth look like through my life in this instance? And so... Man, in those moments, we get to ask how, and James says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let them ask. And, uh, and so, Father, I just thank you right now, Lord, for this, this ground that we are looking to gain in our lives for wisdom. Words of wisdom. Not just intelligence, Lord, but divine intelligence. Supernatural intelligence. Father, we're thankful that you know all things. And so, Lord, we just uh, throw a little weight on the bar right now. As we ask you to come and be a part of our circumstances, our biggest challenges, Lord, and we ask that you would show us how to overcome, how to love, how to maintain hope, how to think as you think. In Jesus' mighty name, someone say amen. All right, and so I can't wait to hear testimonies about supernatural how, words of wisdom. You guys ready for that? You guys ready to take our next step today? Let's jump in. All right, it is our, as I mentioned, our third Saturday of the month, which means we love to talk about how to hear God's voice. And so today we're going to talk about words of knowledge. Someone say words of knowledge. Uh-huh. And so this is uh, an interesting uh, gift because, man, it's like it's the sneakiest gift in all of the gifts of the Spirit, I think. 
You know, because when words of knowledge are exercised, um, we are able to have such an impact in people's lives. How many of you guys have ever either received a word of knowledge or you've given a word of knowledge before? Raise your hands. Look at that. We got all these, all these uh, trained professionals in the room. And uh, you guys are amazing. That's not surprising because we love to talk about this stuff. And, uh, and so today we're going to throw a little extra weight on the bar. And, uh, but, you know, in general, when we're talking about things within the prophetic, I think it's important to know that the prophetic is not just to appoint people to positions. It's not just fortune telling. When we start talking about hearing God's voice, its primary objective is to establish people's identity. That's why these moments are so significant in our worship when we're talking to God and having these moments of God and God speaks to us. We start to figure out who we really are. Amen. And so there's a there's a breakthrough that's available when you hear God's voice that you begin to discover your identity, that you can walk in your purpose. Come on, somebody. I said, when you know God's voice, you can discover your identity and then walk in your purpose. This is the unction. This is the response when you hear God's voice. And so we as a house, we're wanting to put a little extra weight on the bar that says, hey, I'm not just trying to do my best. I'm not just trying to, you know, read the Bible sometimes and be reminded. No, I actually want a personal encounter with the author of the scriptures. Come on, I I want that personal, you know, I I don't know that Jesus loves me because the Bible told me so. (laughs) I know he loves me because he told me so. And also the Bible tells me so, amen. And so when we're talking about the prophetic, you know, um, we get to understand who he is. And and then when you know who he is, you get to know his nature. And then when you know his nature, you get clarity on his will. All of God's will is found in his nature. And so, man, when you have that personal communion, that intimacy with him, you know, it just uh, it allows us to have that. And so, um, you know, there are there's kind of three aspects to the gift of prophecy. Words of knowledge is going to be one of them that we hit. Um, but there's, there's kind of three aspects to it, and there's, there's differing ways to hear God's voice. There's differing ways to release God's voice, and there's differing ways to administer or administrate the ministry of how we uh, release God's voice over other people. And so today's going to be kind of a, a way to hear, all right? And so this is going to be a, kind of a, a, a short, because we don't have a lot of time, a short, concise exercise in words of knowledge, and then some activations. You guys ready to take some risks today? Okay, so we're going to take some risk today on how to hear specifically within words of knowledge. I'm going to start in Colossians chapter 2, verse 3. It says, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. This is in Christ. In Christ is hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Someone say all of it. So we know that God is the source of all knowledge. And so when we're approaching words of knowledge, we have to realize that this is not just about information. This is about the source of who God is, his capacity to create, his capacity to love. When we access him, all of who he is, something good's about to happen, amen? And so, so it talks about treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And so we talked about words of wisdom last week, words of knowledge today. Once again, wisdom being supernatural how, I would like to define words of knowledge as supernatural facts. Supernatural facts. And I call them supernatural because words of knowledge is when God speaks to you and gives you information that is currently true about somebody else. Okay, so this is, has a 
This has a lens of past and present, right? There's also a future lens to the prophetic, right? And so, but when God speaks to you a word of knowledge, it's information that is already known to this individual somewhere in their life. It may be um, a fact about who they're married to. It may be a fact about, you know, where they live. It may be a fact about an experience they had. It may be a fact about what their current desire is. Um, how many guys were able to join us for Sean Bowles a few uh, months ago? And uh, tremendous meetings. We had like 1,500 people show up. It was a great time together. And, uh, and it was so neat because in a room of 1,500 people, Sean didn't get a chance to meet our staff beforehand. And yet like, like 60% of the people he ministered to were like, you know, lead volunteers and staff members here at the church. Which was awesome because that was just a great little gift. And, and so it was just so neat because he actually came to Melissa and I and, and he said, he said, Drew, he said, um, he said, I, I, I know your name is Drew. I'm assuming your name is Andrew. Is that correct? I'm like, yeah, that's correct. He's like, well, that's kind of an assumption. He goes, but when I was praying for you, I saw the disciple Andrew. He goes, so that makes sense that your name really is Andrew. He goes, but then I saw the disciple Thomas come and stand next to him. This is in his mind's eye, right? And he said, what is the significance of Thomas? I said, that's my middle name. So then, so then after that, he said, well, Drew, I, I'm seeing the numbers 3544. What are these numbers to you? I said, that's my address. He said, now I see someone standing next to you, and it's a, it's a, a boy named Liam. What does that mean to you? I said, that's my son named Liam. How many of these things are currently true? These are all words of knowledge. That Sean is getting from the Lord in that moment. And he's using them. The power of words of knowledge is that it brings an assurance. It brings an assurance. And it's a supernatural assurance that God is moving and that something is about to happen. How many know that when Jesus was, at, was with the woman at the well, if we had time, we would read all that. But he, he comes to the woman at the well, and he tells her all about her life, and she says, what's her response? I presume that you are a prophet. Come on. How many know that when God is speaking about your past information, he's not trying to expose something. He's trying to get your faith engaged so you're willing to listen and pay attention to what's about to be said after that information comes. And so, um, you know, I, I'll never forget, I, at a moment I was... Um, I was on the streets of Chicago. I share this testimony often because this was really my beginning of my breakthrough for words of knowledge. And, uh, and so I'm on the streets of Chicago and, and uh, I was at a Jesus Culture Conference there at the Allstate Arena. And it was their first arena event. And so um, we're there, we're jacked up, and we're on the streets afterwards and, and just going for it. And, and so I was asking the Lord, Lord, who do you want me to pray for? And so I'm walking down the street, and, and all of a sudden, for me, oftentimes God will highlight individuals almost like a, a pin spot, you know, will come down out of the heavens, oh, you know, like, this is the person, this is, you know, stay on target. And, uh, and so I see this individual probably from here to the doors in the back of the room, and, and as they're walking towards me, I'm just like, Lord, what do you want me to say to them? Like, what, what, what do you want to happen right now? What do they need? And uh, which is a significant question to ask when we feel led to minister to someone, isn't it? And, uh, and so um, rather than just trying to let them be your next, you know, lab rat experiment, um, Lord, what do they actually need? Not do I want to try. So, uh, so, so, so this guy's coming in like nothing. Like I, I literally have no, I have no information. 
long story short, he comes past me, and I say nothing. Anyone ever been there before? And you're like, oh, man, Lord, I'm missing this moment. And I'm just feeling the weight of that. And I, was, I, was, I said, Lord, as he's walking past, I said, Lord, if that man stops and turns around and looks me in the face, I'm just going to open my mouth. So he walks past me, probably gets to that, you know, lit up sign back there. And this man stops and turns around on the busy, crowded streets of Chicago and looks me square in the face. I hadn't said anything. No one else had said anything. There wasn't some horn honking. There wasn't, I mean, it was just like, he just stopped and looked me dead square in the face. And I was like, oh my gosh, it happened. (laughs) So I didn't have anything to say. And I was just like, hey. And the guy's like, like, yeah, yeah, you, you know. And so when he went past me, I saw he had a fitted Tigers hat on backwards. We're in Chicago. And I'm like, well, I, I like the Tigers. And I'm like, I was like, hey, man, are you, are you from Michigan? I see your Tiger's hat. And he's like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm from Grand Rapids. He's like, why? I'm like, Lord, why? Help me. Lord, why? <laughs> why am I being scary guy on the streets of Chicago? And I'm just like, Lord, I, like, I'm just trying to take risks right now. I just want, like, I'm just trying to bring your love right now. And all of a sudden, in my mind's eye, I see a picture of a mountain bike. A mountain bike. I'm like, do you like to mountain bike? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, you do? This is amazing. Still being very scary at this point. I was like, no, 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 like, 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 like aggressive downhill mountain biking and like big, huge, like, I knew one mountain bike term, it's called acid drops. And you like come off a cliff and you drop down like more than like five feet or something. Like a big, and I like say that because I want to act like I know what I'm talking about. I'm like, you know, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I do. I'm like, maybe even you compete. He's like, yeah, like, who are you? And there was a shift when he said, who are you? That was more like, who, who are you? How do you know this? I know that I don't know you. And, and I don't. And, and in this moment, God is allowing a word of knowledge to get past this individual's mind and begin to speak to their spirit. <laughs> and in that moment, all of a sudden now, faith is engaged. I'm feeling encouraged because God had my back. I took some risk. And now just the words begin to flow encouragement, direction. I got more words of knowledge about him, you know, being very involved in some type of musical art form, and he's a DJ, and all this stuff, like, da-da-da-da-da-da, and what God wanted to do with it. And I mean, this guy's in tears on the streets of Chicago, realizing that he has a much higher purpose. And he's like, you know, like, I- if this is God, I want this. If this, what just happened right here, if this is actually God, because he knows the other form of God that the church has given him. <laughs> But he's like, if it looks like this, I want this. You see, words of knowledge create an assurance. And if you go back to Colossians chapter 2, verse 2 and 3, if you read them together, and, uh, and so it says that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ 
in whom, we already read this one, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Let me read it again. It says that their hearts may be encouraged. Why, why do we prophesy? Why words of knowledge? Why all these things? To be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach what? To reach and grab hold of the riches of full assurance. Say that with me. The riches of full assurance. One more time. The riches of full assurance. When you have full assurance, there's some rich there. When you have the full assurance that God is moving right now, when you have the assurance that something supernatural is engaging, when you have the assurance that it's God that's speaking to you, you're a wealthy individual in that moment. Because when your faith is wide open, you know, you're able to hear um, very powerfully in, in, the, in, in those moments. And so it's important to realize that there's an assurance of understanding and knowledge when it's released that then is opened up by two other things. And I'm going to look at these two other things. And it's encouragement and being together and love. You know, if you've had any prophetic training with us, you know that our first and foremost desire, when we hear the voice of God and then want to speak life, that it has to be motivated out of the desire to want to build up people. Come on. Come on. We are builders with our words. You know, and if you, in a, a 1 Corinthians um, chapter uh, uh, 14, it talks about the core values of new covenant prophecy, and we like to paraphrase it as to build up, stir up, and to cheer up. And we really believe that anytime God's speaking to you, and it's going to build someone up, stir them up, or cheer them up, that we have a green light in the kingdom of God to share it. Come on, everybody wants to be encouraged. And you know who some of the most starving people are? Christians. You know, we've had this thing called of, of mixture in our covenants, and we've been very performance-oriented and trying to get in right standing with God and all these works-based things, and we haven't realized that we have a loving Father who wants to do something for us way more than he needs us to do something for him. Come on, can I get a big amen? And so in the midst of that striving, we need that encouragement. And so, you know, Paul's encouraging, you know, the church here, hey, you know, that, you know, go after people's hearts that they may be encouraged and being knit together in love. 1 Corinthians 14, he, Paul opens it up. And let's just actually talk about this. 1 Corinthians 12 is the list of all the gifts. Paul even then gets into a little bit of like heaven's government, talking about first apostles, then prophets. And so he's kind of going after all this supernatural spiritual order and tools, right, in chapter 12. And then in chapter 14, he starts talking about how prophecy, the core values of prophecy, and, and how it moves in the church, and going on to maturity, and, and different things like this, and how to, you know, process, you know, um, um, the, uh, the interpretation of tongues. And goes in, uh, so that's 14. That was 12, this is 14, and then right in the middle is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is what chapter? The love chapter. Isn't it amazing that you can't encounter the Holy Spirit without eating a love sandwich? <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's like Holy Spirit power, apostles and prophets, the foundation of the church. This is how you prophesy. This is how you do it. This is the core values. But, hey, let's just make sure that love is the main course here. So he opens it up in verse 14 or verse 1 of chapter 14. He says, hey, I want you to, uh, to desire spiritual gifts, but pursue love. Pursue love. Desire spiritual gifts is actually the order he says it in. And then he says, and mostly that you should prophesy. This is what it says in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1. The opening lines of the chapter. We just took a love break, right? 
We talked about the, the capacity of the power. Then we took a love break, and now we're going to talk about core values. How do you interact with these things? Well, how does love relate to it? Well, there's the order. Pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, and mostly that you would prophesy. Someone say mostly. So there's some weird things in churches where we're like scared to let people know they can hear the voice of God. And there's a lot of interesting motivations on why that are all different. I haven't found a good one yet. Um, but all, it's really rooted in fear, though, because we're not sure what powerful Christians are going to look like together. Because <laughs> we're used to maybe a person hearing God's voice and them holding the microphone all the time, right? So there's like, there's been some, some growth opportunities for the church to step into really an empowering culture that believes everybody gets to hear the voice of God. Come on. Look at your neighbor and say, he means you. <laughs> so what's exciting is that love ends up covering the desire for spiritual gifts. Some of you have been told it was wrong to desire spiritual gifts. You know, you would maybe talk to a mentor in the past and maybe they didn't have a very empowering understanding of, of this uh, arena of, of, of our relationship with God. And, and, uh, and they might say, well, you only have what God gave you. And so you, you have, um, you know, acts of service. That's, that's your spiritual gift. So you can be an usher. <laughs> you can take the offering up. You can unlock the doors before church. <laughs> right? And so, you know, we've had, you know, there's, there's been some things there, you know, and we didn't really know what to do with this and how to really empower people to realize that hearing God's voice dignifies all of us as sons and daughters of the King. To realize that we have access to hear His voice and that we've been empowered to get to do all the stuff. Come on, somebody. But what we've been missing, why we were so scared of the power of hearing God's voice, is we didn't have a revelation of his love. We didn't realize that we could, we could pursue or we could desire all the gifts as long as we're pursuing love. Pursue love, then desire the gifts. It's okay. Someone say, I want them all. I mean, I want it all. I want the fruits and the nuts, you know. The fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit gives you the fruits and the nuts. Charismatics, anyways. All right. I'm a nut for Jesus. It's okay. And so when we start talking about hearing God's voice specific to words of knowledge, we know that we can build up, stir up, and cheer up. So all of our pursuit of any prophetic experience has to fit those things. So words of knowledge is the same. And, and then we also know um, that our, our motivation of love should be why we're doing what we're doing. So to listen towards someone from God and it not be a motivation of love violates love. And it violates the connection and it also violates the capacity to actually for people to encounter the Father in the way that the Father's intending for that person to experience Him. And so sometimes we can, we can be motivated to engage our spiritual gifts for our own benefit. And, uh, and this is an immature thing, but I've seen it when you're not empowered and you need to feel validated. Sometimes we look to our spiritual gifts to validate us. Well, I'll feel important if everyone can see how spiritual I am doing this very spiritual thing, right? Anyone ever? Been? I've been there before. 
I have. I, I, w- I was raised in a, an environment that was a little bit old school in the prophetic, and, and, uh, and so they do the thing where you, where you have to, like, find a, a crack in between a song and shout real loud. <laughs> Thus says the Lord. Oh, the band started. I guess I got to wait. <laughs> you just kind of be quiet for a while. and then, You know, and, and that's kind of how, that's just how it worked because that's what we knew at the time about it, right? That's, we didn't know how to facilitate this thing of hearing God's voice and encouraging church. But I, I can tell you this, man. There was one time, I mean, I, 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 I had something to say, but man, I also wanted to be seen. It was blessing me way more than it was going to bless anybody else. Come on. Even though it's still a good word. How many know that our gifts are without repentance, the Bible says? And so, so really these things of words of knowledge and the prophetic and hearing God's voice has gotten a bad rap because we just didn't know what to do. And because we didn't know what to do, those who were confident enough to just actually go grab the power made a lot of messes. And so what's exciting is that we as a house, that we get to have some core values and some safe spaces to come together and to practice so we actually know what we're doing as we hear our Father's voice and minister one to another. Amen? And so we're alive in an epic age where we get to do the stuff. We get to be empowered. We get to pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, and mostly that you prophesy. And so someone say, it's a good time to be alive. So pursue love. I want to talk about this core value, pursue love, and then we're going to jump into some activations here on words of knowledge, and I'll give you some good little nuggets there as well. But I think it's important that we don't um, un, uh, come under the pressure to feel like we have to be profound. One of the greatest enemies we have at, and a distractor from hearing God's voice as a father to us simply as his children is that we feel like there's a need for something profound to happen or to be spoken to us so that we can now feel validated that we heard something good. Someone say the pressure's off. You know, I, I love the simple moment when God gives you a word like mountain bike. How many know that God can work with mountain bike? Was that profound? No. Was that a good word? It got better. <laughs> right? But it starts in the motivation of love. How many know that when, when God's voice in love is experienced, no matter how many words it is, it's going to touch someone's life? Can I get a big amen? And so what's more important than what we say, it's where we say it from. You see, before you ever judge any prophetic word about whether it's right or not, you want to you understand the vessel that it came from and where they spoke that word from. You want to know the countenance of the kingdom, the countenance of the goodness of God that's in their lives to know that they translated or interpreted the inspiration of what they're sensing from a healthy place. Come on, how many know that the right word in the wrong season or from a broken vessel can get mispositioned pretty quickly? And so our desire is not to be profound. Our desire is to really dignify people with an encounter where they see God and then know more about who they are because of it. And so when we're talking about words of knowledge, because we want people to have encounters with God, not encounters with me. Right? So we should always qualify what we know already. Right? So if you're ministering to somebody, and you have a word of knowledge, but you're also needing to create context for something else that you currently know, you should let them know that you currently know this. 
so that we can really dignify this experience of what is really God and what's really us. Um, we should also um, be honest about what we don't know and don't try to over-relate. Sometimes when we're encouraging people and we're bringing things, we want to now interject our own personal experience to let them know we understand what's going on. And how many know that we're just wasting that person's time at that point? We need to point people to the Father, and we can do this very precisely. And, uh, and so, of course, and then this is the character thing here, and the prophetic that can give it a bad rap as well, is that we don't need to embellish, we don't need to exaggerate, and dare I say, do we need to lie? How many know that God doesn't need us to help him out on this one? Can I get a big amen on that one? And so, um, and so what's exciting is that we don't have any pressure on us to try to do something for God that God isn't doing. Can I get a big amen? We just get to be ourselves. We get to be his kids. And we get to try. And then there's a freedom to go after that and to release his goodness in that way. And, uh, and, it does, and, and so I think this is what I really believe. If a child can't understand it, it's probably not from the Lord. Let it be simple. And let love lead you. You know, we were encouraging one another before the service, and, and I was talking with uh, Liv and Brady and some of the team. I'm like, hey, guys, you know, we aren't trying to initiate an encounter. We are an encounter. And that's not some pump us up and think we're awesome. It's actually trying to get the performance. Let us be reminded, I'm not performing into encounters with the Lord. I host the presence of God in my life, which means when I'm motivated out of love, people have encounters around me. Can I get a big amen? Because I've had an encounter and I've become an encounter everywhere that I go. Someone say the pressure's off. So some questions. Let me give you a couple questions to ask. And I think these are powerful questions when we're looking to gain supernatural knowledge from God about someone else. I found that rather than just saying, God, what do you want to say? We should ask specific questions about the individual to the Lord and listen for Holy Spirit to answer those things, all right? So a powerful question you can ask is how do they connect with God? How does this individual connect with God? All of us connect with God a little bit differently. Some of you love to read the word and you're just like, man, out of the exchange of the word, that's like when, you, when you're doing that, you just feel it. And there's others of you here like, man, I need like a worship playlist I need like a devotional that's got scripture in it, but a few other things to think about. You know, some of you are like, man, I just need a quiet place by a stream, by a river. I need absolute silence. And, uh, and some of you just, you find God in community. So it's when you're with other people and there's that human exchange and you're talking about the Lord, that's where you really connect with God. How many of we all connect differently? So if you're having, you know, uh, uh, if you're trying to create a moment to represent the Father's heart, how many know that the Father wants to connect to that individual the way that he always connects to that individual? Right? And how much more special would it be if we were able to communicate in a way that this person already relates to the Lord in? Okay, and second powerful question. Who means the most to this person? So when it comes to words of knowledge, oftentimes the Lord can give us, you know, people that are in their lives. And just as Sean was like, hey, is, who, who's Liam to you? And it was my son. You know, God, who, who means the most to this person? Who would be significant in this person's life that you would want to share with me who they are? Another great question is, what is the greatest moment of breakthrough or development that they need? What is the greatest moment of breakthrough or development that they need? 
These are powerful questions. Because when we begin to understand what someone's breakthrough is, we can begin to ask the Lord about clarity on, on how to bring people into that moment. All right? And so um, anyone ever had, um, you know, a good person in front of you and a good word, but it didn't match? You're like, man, this is a good word. There's like, there's grace on this word. But it's just not resonating with the person there. One time I, I, I was, uh, I had a word of knowledge. And, uh, and it was applicable for, for two people. And they were sitting kind of close to one another. And, and so um, I, I had one, I was working through a translator. And so that was a little bit difficult as well. But anyways, I, I, I picked, you know, this person that responded first. And man, I'm just going for it. You know, and I'm, I've got a, I, I was... Locked and loaded with a word for someone who was going to say yes to this first question. And I'm going for it. And I'm like, does this make sense to you? And they're like, no. Does anything resonate? No. And then I look over at the other girl, and she's just like tears coming down her face. I'm like, just resonate with you? She's like, yeah, that's my life. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> right word, wrong person. Come on. Ha, <laughs> ha. What is their purpose? Another powerful question to ask. What is their purpose? Lord, tell me. What is their purpose? And Lord, what is a list of other priorities that you want to show me? Kind of like an other category. Just giving room. Another, another tool of question asking you can, you can have is, is just who, what, when, where, how, and why. God, and just fill in the blank. And God, what season are they in? Where are you taking them? How do you want to use their life? What is the most significant moment they've ever had with you? Who do you want to introduce them to? Who is waiting for them to show up that needs a breakthrough that they currently carry? I'm literally just responding right now out of inspiration for questions, right? And you can just begin to ask the Lord and just use who, what, why, when, where, and how. And so what's great is, you know, I, I usually, I engage with the Lord like this before I speak, and I try to gain as much what I call prophetic data as possible from a past tense, a present tense, and a future tense, and then I'm wanting to understand how God wants to use the word of knowledge about their past to open up an identity message of who they are today and then clarity about where God is wanting to take them. You want to give a mature word? That's a mature word right there. So we can popcorn in and do encouragement, and that's great. Hey, God loves you. Those are necessary moments for many people most of the time. There's also moments where we realize that, hey, this is, act, this is like the, this person's really needing a mature word. And so we're going to use words of knowledge to open them up, declare who they are, and then how God's loving them in that place into their future. And, uh, and, and so that lens of past, present, and future is powerful. And so we should be looking to have information in those three areas, okay? And so words of knowledge primarily focuses on that past and on the present and, uh, and is, is a powerful gift. How many of you would say that you've, you've experienced words of knowledge and, and then it opened you up for a powerful prophetic word because of the words of knowledge. Maybe I can say it this way. Who's given you a prophetic, who's wanted to give you a prophetic word and you were scared it was them? You're like, I don't know, I don't know. But then they come up with a heart of love 
with a word of knowledge, you're like, oh, now you got my attention. That feels right as well coming from you. Oh, and that's a good word that just came out of your mouth as well. And so God, you know, and that's how, that's how God works in those, in those areas. And so, um, you know, there was a, a powerful thing in Acts uh, chapter 9, verse 11. And it says, uh, it says, the Lord told him, go to the house of Judah on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Paul or Saul. For he is praying in a vision. He's seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. God was speaking to Ananias and giving him a word of knowledge about where to go and what someone was currently doing and that they would be waiting for him. And how many know that when you show up and your name's Ananias and someone was blind, but they were told by God that Ananias is coming and then you're Ananias and you came, that's a powerful encounter with the Lord. This is the lifestyle that's available for all of us in the spirit. Ananias testimonies are waiting for all of you. Come on, somebody. Isn't it amazing that God used someone named Ananias who gets their name printed a couple times in the Bible to go set a man free who inaugurated the beginning of the book of Acts church to scale around the world? Come on, somebody. Who's the Saul? That's waiting for you to come. Who's the Billy Graham that's waiting for you to come? Who's the Catherine Coleman that's waiting for you to come? Who's the individual that's waiting for a word from God? And so there's all kinds of different ways for us to hear. And I want to do some activations here when we're talking about this. Because there's just, when we pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, good things begin to happen. Amen? So you guys want to you guys want to put a little bit of weight on the bar? Is that okay? Can we do this? Is this all right? Why don't you guys just stand up with me real quick? We're running out of time too. All right. Look at your neighbor and say I give you permission to practice on me. Tell him say this is a judgment-free zone. All right. All right. Go ahead and sit back down. That's it. Good night. See you later. So I, for some of you, you know, you've had a lot of this training, but, you know, if you're listening to the podcast right now, you may not have had this, and many of you in the room may have not specifically done these things, and I think it's important for us to realize how simple it is to hear God's voice. And so the first thing that I want to activate is for you to realize that your mind's eye is sanctified. All right? And so um, I want you just to, all over the room, everyone just close your eyes. I want to begin to talk to you about a, a varying ways of how God likes to speak, okay? When we're looking for prophetic data, when we're looking for information, whether it's past, present, or future, um, God can use our mind's eye. And so... In your mind's eye, I want you to practice this with me. This is a very natural exercise. I want you to picture a beach in Hawaii. Go ahead. Yes, Lord. Here I am. Send me. I want you now just to, to, to see that blue ocean. Hmm. Yeah. I want you to see that beautiful sand. The wave coming in and going back out. 
There's a palm tree coming out of the ground. It's arching over, creating a little bit of shade. There's a seat next to the coconut tree with a little table, and there's a coconut there cracked open at the top with a straw and an umbrella sticking out. Praise God. Can you see it? Smell the salt in the air. Look at the crazy little spider going across your seat, and now you're scared. That's the devil. We rebuke you, devil. We're back to the coconut tree. Amen. How many can, can you, are you there right now? This is, go ahead and open your eyes. This is your mind's eye. And you're, you're, I, you're being led to envision something through someone who's, who's speaking to you right now. And so when God speaks to us, oftentimes we can begin to have images and pictures in our mind's eye. And these pictures can be stories. They can just be a thing. They can be a, a noun, person, place, or a thing. We can just see an object. Sometimes in our mind's eye, we can see words. I've had, I've had things come across where it's almost like a, like a teleprompter, you know, and the words are just coming across, and they keep scrolling. And as I talk, they keep scrolling, and they keep scrolling, and it's all in my mind's eye. In my mind's eye, I see um, a pen spot that comes over somebody, and I realize that, um, that God's wanting to speak to them. Hey, what, what's your name again in the glasses right here? Mary, we met last week, right? Yeah, Mary, I, even I just said that. Like, I just even felt that that actually was the Lord. And so, Mary, I, I just want to bless you. I just feel like the Lord is, like, bringing you into a new season of increase. And I just see that, um, I, I see this picture sometimes where God, like, um, puts new arms. Like, it's almost like they're a spider. <laughs> and, and, and when I see that, it tells me that the Lord is bringing new capacity to do things, multiple things at the same time. And I feel like God's had you very much focused in a season with a couple of specific outcomes that almost felt limiting at certain moments, but I feel like freedom's coming in the season to maintain your current responsibilities, but God's bringing a new sense of purpose and outcomes into your life. It's the motion is coming. There was almost like a sense of standing still in some moments, ah, but I just see the Lord saying it's time to get ready. It's time to throw coal in that locomotive. The engine is about to go, and there's some people that are going to get on board as well. I feel like you've been praying for specific people to get aligned, and I just hear the Lord saying that he is aligning your household, He's aligning your support system. He's aligning what it is that God um, has, the, the dream that you have in your heart that God's given you. And I feel like it's time to move. It's time to move. It's time to steward what you currently know. And I feel like out of that stewardship is going to come uh, just partnership. I even see resources attached to it because provision is, uh, uh, is a support mechanism for vision. And I just hear the Lord saying it's time to put motion behind the vision that he's given in your life. And I just bless you right now in the name of the Lord with that. In Jesus' name. Amen. And so another thing that can happen um, is that uh, you can have like a, a, a physical impression um, or a touch. And so these are things that we may feel on our bodies. Has anyone ever felt a random pain that was unique? Like it just didn't make sense. You're like, I don't have a problem there. I've never had a problem there. And all of a sudden this feels strange. Yeah, so... What we can realize is that all five of our senses are redeemed. And so all five of your senses are meant to be what we call data receptors. 
they are, they are receiving information about what's currently true or something that God wants to speak to you about. And so my eyes are redeemed, my ears are redeemed, my mouth is redeemed, my nose is redeemed, and my hands are redeemed, all right? My five senses are able to receive information. I can smell the fragrance of heaven. I can smell a flower. I can smell, you know, whatever, someone's good apple pie sitting on the windowsill. No one does that anymore, but it's still a good picture. And so our senses are able to be redeemed. And so uh, I want you just to close your eyes real quick. And I want you to right now ask if Holy Spirit would release a physical impression to you. This might be a feeling. It might be something you hear. Might be something that you smell, might be something that you taste, and maybe one of those places in a knee or a hip or a back on your arm. You may feel a touch. And so, Holy Spirit, we just welcome you right now. You love to communicate. And so, we ask you to communicate right now with us in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that our senses are sanctified. And so we just submit our senses to heaven right now, and we say, Holy Spirit, speak, communicate. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, anyone having like an impression, something you see in your mind's eye right now? Just raise your hand. Anybody having that experience? Awesome. Is anybody feeling something in your body right now? Maybe a, a twitch, a touch, something there, 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 there. Amazing, amazing. Is anybody smelling anything? Now, now look at this. That's amazing there, but we had a concentration of smell here in this section. Isn't that neat? <laughs> so good. Did anybody maybe hear something? Hear a noise or a sound or a melody? Yeah? Anybody else? There, there. Oh, great. When we, isn't it amazing? Let's, come on, give the Lord a round of applause. Isn't that cool? When you simply just ask the Lord, he's willing to respond, okay? Um, and so this is kind of how I would like to end. Um, if you got a physical, if you felt like a physical thing, a pain, a tweak, a touch, would you just raise your hand one more time? Would you just stand up? Stand up real quick. Awesome. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. All right, 15. Why don't you guys make your way to the front real quick? We're going to do this super, super fast. And I believe the Lord wants to just touch a few people here real quick. And we're going to practice. All right, come on up here. Look at all these powerful ladies and a man. <laughs> make some noise for the ladies in the house. Whoop, whoop. I love it. I love it. So when it comes to words of knowledge, oftentimes, and we're going to take just a, we're going to be very quick about this. Um, but when it comes to words of knowledge, often um, it's used for physical healing. And so when we feel a physical touch, that's a word of knowledge about God wanting to heal somebody. All right, and uh, and so I had a pain in my hip, and we were doing an outreach. We were doing um, a treasure hunt outreach. And anyone ever done treasure hunts before? You guys know what I'm talking about? The Ultimate Treasure Hunt, a book by Kevin Dedman. It's basically just a roadmap on learning how to hear God and then to go love people in the streets with this, this prayer model. And so I'm filling out this prayer model about people that I see in the spirit, their clothes, their names, what they look like, descriptions of who they are. And then if there's any physical healings that they need in their body. 
And so I ended up feeling hip when I was doing that. I had this weird thing in my hip. And I wrote it down. And wouldn't you know that one of the people that I specifically explained in this, um, it was actually, it was, actually, I'll tell the whole story because it's a good story. I went, I took risks, put all these things down, and two out of my five things made sense. Two, I found two people that made sense, and, and I had three others that didn't. Over the next five days, God sent each one of those people to me. I had left my form in my Bible, and so I just kind of kept that information fresh that he had, this, this data he had given me. And one of them was in Indiana, and, uh, and it was just amazing because the Lord had told me about a blood issue and a hip issue together, and the Lord had given me her name. And I walk into this meeting, and it was actually at my parents' church at the time, and my mom was like, hey, there's someone new at our church you haven't met yet. I want you to meet her, and this is what her name. And it was the exact name I had written on my sheet in my Bible. I'm like, what's her name again? She told me, I'm like, hold on a second. I open up my bag, and I get my Bible. I'm like, okay, this, 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 and this. I'm like, mom, look at this. I wonder if this makes sense. We go up to the lady. She had the blood issue. She had the hip issue, and God healed her right there on the spot. Isn't that amazing? It was phenomenal. So she had circulation, blood issues, and then her hip, like she was, like it was, it was phenomenal. And so um, we can get that. And so what I want to do is I want to practice real quick us talking about and processing what we felt. And then we're going to release some prayer over people if this starts to connect. And so we'll start here. So just say your name and then say what you felt. Hi, my name is Liz. I felt a heaviness on my hands. Okay, you felt a heaviness on your hands. Okay, and so... Like in my spirit, it was an emotional heaviness. Someone was struggling with a heavy emotional. Okay, so an emotional. So you're interpreting that. So let, let's start with the literal piece first. So because we're, we're wanting to bend these words towards fit, see if we can take some risk here for physical healing. Is there anybody who has like a, a, a hand issue, a lack of mobility, or maybe a circulation issue in your hands? Would, would anyone connect with that in the room? Needs a breakthrough on that? Kristen does. Yeah, anybody else? Anybody else? Okay, awesome, awesome. I want to push words of knowledge towards physical healing. I love that emotional thing. And that's okay because the Lord can still do that. Did someone feel when, when she talked about that that you're wanting an emotional relief? Did anyone just connect with that when she said it? Raise your hand. Okay, awesome. Would you guys stand up if you raise your hand and just remain standing for me quick? Okay, awesome. Good job. All right, name and then what you felt. Jenna, and I also felt also felt a pull on your hands. Now, you guys, were you sitting near each other? No? What section were you in? You were here, and then Liz, you were in the back? Okay. Amazing. So, once again, we're going to give another opportunity. If you connect with that, you know, and you want to take, like, there's something in the room for that. That's so good. Feeling that manifestation of the Spirit is phenomenal. Okay? Praise God. All right? Name and what you felt. Yeah, my name is Gail, and I felt a, a real stress in the stomach, a real um, a nervousness, a uh, heavy duty, and I, it, mine was like it's... Um, that they, it's a very stressful time for them, and that's all time. Okay, let's not interpret it yet. Let's just focus on the condition, because we might, we might talk someone out of it. So this is a good teaching moment. So it's really important that, especially when we're just taking risk in the beginning, if you're a beginner, that you just simply talk about the symptom, and you don't over-explain it, because when you over-explain it, people can disqualify the moment, because they don't fully relate with your interpretation. And so... Um, let's just let, let's just, right now we're just going to practice just what we felt. And so you felt like a constriction, something tight in the stomach, right? Yes. All right. Anybody connect with that, have a stomach issue, or you feel tightness in your stomach? That's, all right, great. Would you stand? Anybody else? All right, great job, you guys. We're going to move along here. Name and what you felt. Hi, I'm Nicole. 
I first felt like a foggy tension in the back of my head, kind of like ears to the bottom of the neck. And then it went to numbness from right under my eyes down through my whole face. Okay, very, very interesting. So something could be nasal-related, nerve-related. Anybody any feel? Anybody connect with that? They have that, that maybe a, something moving there. Andrew does. Yeah, Mary, yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you, Victoria. All right. Um, name and, and what you felt. Nicole, twitching like nervous in the face, like uh, the chin, like right here. Okay. So another face-related issue, twitching, something in the face. Anybody? I actually, that could be me. I had, I, yeah, I, that would be me. Yep, I, I, have, I have a weird twitch in my face that kind of goes from my eye down to my chin for, yep. So I'll take that one. All right. Name and what you felt. My name is Kim, and I had a pain in my lower back, kind of like behind my hip. Okay, and do you have, is that normal for you ever have back pain? I do at times, yes. Okay. All right, so she's taking a risk here as well. And the word of the, so lower back pain there and there, there, there. Come on. I'll, <laughs> I'll take a little heel in my back right now in Jesus' name. Everyone's taking the back word. We all want that one. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Beth, and uh, like a nervous um, twitching back here, kind of like nerve-related, and on the shoulder, back over here, kind of nerve up and down. Okay, so this is interesting. This is now the third word about twitch in the head. The God's wanting to do something with heads right now. This is amazing. If you want a head upgrade, <laughs> if you want to check up from the neck up, this is your opportunity. All right, thank you, Beth. That's amazing. Uh, my name's Joanne, and I had a picture of, like, somewhere in the face was injured at one time, and it's still causing residual pain. Okay, anybody in the room? That? Okay, I've had a significant face injury, which is connected to the why my face twitches sometimes. So I'll take that one as well. I need some breakthrough there. Go ahead. I, I had to I felt a itch or a poke in the back of the neck. And then also in uh, the ear. There was something in the ear. In the right ear. The right ear. Come on, someone say, wow. <laughs> Isn't this significant? This is supernatural. Can we just thank the Lord right now? Just take a moment. It's important to acknowledge the Lord. Lord, we thank you that you're speaking, that you're moving, and that you're about to do something very significant in people's lives. In Jesus' name. Yep. Um, Kim, and I got uh, kind of like pins and needles in my arm as if it was like a carpal tunnel, like where it's a stress in a tendon, and, it would, and the left arm was getting. Okay, so left arm, yep, there. Anybody else? Yeah, there, there. Praise God. Praise God so good. All right, name and what you felt. My name is Janae, and at first I felt this pinching in my lower right back. This pain that kind of came over my head here. Okay. So more of that. So backs and necks. All right. Full body makeover in Jesus' name. All right. Come on. Take that there. I'll take some backs and necks in Jesus' name. Anybody else? All right. All right. Chrissy, what do you got? I felt pulling in my hand as well. You felt the pulling in your hand as well. All right. So that's now the fourth word on that as well. So that heaviness, that pulling in the hands and the back of the necks. I love this stuff. You can't make this stuff up, you guys. It's so good. I love it. All right. Mark, and I felt um, like electricity rating down my left hand, these two fingers particularly. Okay. He felt electricity. And these, uh, the ring finger and the middle finger and on your left hand, right? Anybody relate with that specifically? Uh, ring finger and middle finger and the left hand. Anybody? Yeah? All right. Kathy? Yeah? There. Yeah. Take that for your son. That's great. That's great. All right. What do we got? A fluttering right here kept going like this and this and this, and it didn't really radiate out, and it wasn't really painful, but it's something that's in there. Okay. 
Left side, there, 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 there. I'm going to take that one too. All, all week, last week, I was feeling a weird thing there, my left side. You're having spasms, but it's like staying right in one spot. Okay. Very good. All right. What, you, what name and what you saw? Pam, and it was, this sounds funny, but right here on the upper thigh, like clenching, tight, uncomfortable. And I thought, is that me? It's not the pain I usually have. Yep. So it's this high thigh pain. High thigh or your rear end. We, we, we can just say it. Yes, you're, you're welcome. Yeah, glutamus maximus, all, all the Christian words. There we go. Who wants to take that one? Come on. Amen, amen, amen. Lord, touch my butt. Amen. Ha, ha, ha. Sorry. Terrible setup right here for you. All right, name what you felt. I'm Vanessa, and I actually felt three things. So I actually felt the neck, like the upper left side to the middle, the bottom of my foot. Right palm, like a pain in here on the bone. Yep. And then um, just like a holding of the abdomen, like a covering or a, yeah, like a tightness or a protecting here. Okay. You, okay, so not necessarily a pain, it was a protecting sense. Okay, praise God. So she has something in the nerves there and in, in, in the neck, right hand on the right side, and then something to do with a protecting there. That, that may be maternal related, uh, possibly, but. Three? All three for, for Kathy. Amen. Yep. Yeah. She, she, yeah, she was sitting behind you. How cool is that? That's so, so good. Um, anybody else have taken any of those? Yeah, Liz? All right, great. Okay, phenomenal. Well, what we're going to do, we're going to pray right now. And so if you're seated, I want you to go find someone who's standing up. We're not going to get to everybody because we have more people standing than, than seated. Right now, just find someone and lay hands on them. Lay hands on your neighbor right now, team. Lay hands on one another. Get out there. Father, in Jesus' name, right now, we release healing. Lord, the power of the healing is in the word. We have released the word right now. So we just pray and we release your goodness in the house in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we speak to the back of necks right now. Nerve endings, twitchings in the neck. We speak for those things to go, for nerves to find a home. We call them into alignment in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you for the heaviness in the hands. Father, this word of knowledge, Lord, to break off strongholds. Lord, emotional growth and, and emotional strength in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you for every word that was released in the house right now. And we declare a perfect health zone in this place in Jesus' mighty name. <laughs> in Jesus' mighty name. Just begin to thank the Lord right now. Come on, just release gratitude over one another. We thank you, Jesus, for what you want to do and what you want to say in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Real quick, is anybody feeling or sensing anything that needed a, some breakthrough there? Come on, just wave your hand. Are you feeling, experiencing some breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough? Anybody experiencing some breakthrough? Come on, in Jesus' name. Father, we just thank you. Come on, let's give the Lord a praise one more time. It's so good. It's so good. When we speak words of knowledge, we speak life. Amen. And uh, we want to be the givers of, of life. And so I'm going to welcome my bride to come up right now. In Jesus' name, she is going to bless all the dads in the house.